Evaluation and action plans for product placement and visual merchandising in convenience stores. Howdy folks, Mike Hernandez here. Welcome multi-unit managers to this edition of Drive from C-Store Center. In this episode, we dive into the crucial world of product placement and visual merchandising. These elements are not just about making your stores look attractive. They are strategic tools that can significantly impact customer behavior and sales. Let's explore how to assess, improve, and implement effective strategies in these areas. Importance of Assessing Store Visual Merchandising Visual merchandising and product placement are the silent salespeople of your convenience stores. They guide, inform, and persuade customers, often subconsciously influencing purchasing decisions. A well-organized store with strategically placed products can enhance the shopping experience, increase sales, and encourage repeat business. Conversely, poor merchandising can lead to lost sales and a diminished brand reputation. Identifying Areas for Improvement Store Layout Analysis 1. Begin by assessing the overall store layout. Is it intuitive? Can customers easily find what they're looking for? Observe the flow of traffic. High traffic areas are prime spots for promotional items and high margin goods. For convenience store multi-unit managers, conducting a thorough store layout analysis is an essential step in optimizing each location for maximum efficiency in sales. The layout of your store greatly influences customer experience and purchasing behavior, making it a critical area for review and improvement. Take the case of Emily, a multi-unit manager overseeing several urban convenience stores. Emily noticed that despite similar product offerings, some of her stores were underperforming compared to others. Curious, she decided to conduct a detailed analysis of the store layouts. She began by visiting each store and walking through them as a customer would, taking note of the ease of navigation and the visibility of critical products. She observed that in her higher performing stores, the layout was intuitive, guiding customers naturally from one section to another and strategically placing high demand items like snacks and drinks along the main foot traffic path. In contrast, Emily found that her underperforming stores had a less intuitive layout. Essential items were located in the back, forcing customers to navigate through crowded aisles, and promotional items were placed in low traffic areas, resulting in reduced visibility in sales. Armed with these insights, Emily initiated a restructuring of the store layouts. She moved high margin and promotional goods to areas with higher foot traffic, such as near the entrance or along the path to the checkout counter. She also reorganized the stores to ensure frequently purchased items were easily accessible, reducing customers' time searching for products. The changes had an immediate impact. Sales of promotional items saw a noticeable increase, and overall store traffic improved as customers found the layouts more convenient and shopper-friendly. Emily's experience highlights the importance of assessing store layouts and actively modifying them based on customer behavior and store performance. For multi-unit managers, regularly reviewing and adjusting the layout of each store can lead to significant improvements in customer satisfaction and sales. It's a dynamic process that requires attention to detail, a deep understanding of customer preferences, and a willingness to adapt and innovate. 2. Product grouping. Check how products are grouped. Are related items placed together? For instance, placing chips near dips can encourage additional purchases. Product grouping is a critical aspect of visual merchandising that convenience store multi-unit managers should carefully evaluate. Properly grouped products can significantly enhance the shopping experience and boost sales through cross-selling. Consider the story of Alex, a multi-unit manager who noticed inconsistent sales figures across his stores, particularly in the snacks category. 
To identify potential areas for improvement, he conducted a detailed review of how products were grouped in his stores. During his visits, Alex observed that some stores placed chips and dips in separate aisles. Customers looking for snacks often picked up just one item and missed the complimentary product because it wasn't immediately visible or accessible. Realizing the missed opportunity for cross-selling, Alex decided to reorganize the product placement. He implemented a new grouping strategy, placing chips and dips with other items like crackers and cheese spreads. The idea was to create a snack zone that offered customers everything they needed for their snack cravings in one place. The impact of this simple change was remarkable. Stores that adopted the new product grouping strategy saw a noticeable increase in sales of both chips and dips. Customers appreciated the convenience of finding related items together, which often led to impulse purchases of items they might not have initially considered. Alex's proactive approach to product grouping underscores the importance of this aspect in convenience store management. By strategically placing related items together, you make it easier for customers to find what they need and increase the likelihood of additional purchases. This strategy requires a keen understanding of customer buying habits and preferences. It's an ongoing process of trial and error where feedback and sales data play a crucial role in determining the most effective product groupings. For multi-unit managers, regularly revisiting and refining product grouping strategies can improve customer satisfaction and increase sales. 3. Shelf placement. Evaluate which items are at eye level. Premium and high margin products should be placed where they are easily seen. Shelf placement is a subtle yet powerful tool in visual merchandising that can significantly impact product visibility and sales. For convenience store multi-unit managers, paying attention to what products are placed at eye level and ensuring that high-margin items are prominently displayed is critical to maximizing profitability. Take the experience of Sarah, a district manager responsible for several convenience stores. During one of her regular store visits, she noticed that some high-margin products, such as specialty beverages and organic snacks, were placed on the lower shelves, making them less visible to customers. Conversely, more common, lower-margin items occupied the prime shelf space at eye level. Realizing the potential for increased sales, Sarah initiated a shelf reorganization project. She directed her store managers to place premium and high-margin products at eye level, ensuring they were the first items customers would see when browsing the aisles. This change was strategically implemented in in-store sections with the highest foot traffic. The results were remarkable. Stores that rearranged their shelf placement saw a significant increase in the sales of these high-margin items. Customers who previously overlooked these products began purchasing them more frequently, drawn by their newfound visibility. Sarah's story highlights the importance of strategic shelf placement in convenience stores. By simply adjusting the location of products, you can influence buying behavior and improve sales figures. This approach necessitates a deep understanding of customer shopping patterns and preferences. It requires managers to be dynamic, frequently assessing the effectiveness of their shelf placement and being willing to make changes based on customer response and sales data. For multi-unit managers, regular visits and consultations with store managers can provide valuable insights into optimizing shelf placement for maximum impact. 4. Signage and Labels Assess the clarity and visibility of signage and price labels. Customers should be able to find prices and product information without effort. Effective signage and clear labeling are critical visual merchandising components that greatly influence convenience stores' customer experience. 
For multi-unit managers, ensuring that every sign and label in their stores is clear, visible, and informative is essential for facilitating easy shopping and preventing customer frustration. Consider the experience of Carlos, a district manager overseeing a group of convenience stores. Carlos noticed a recurring issue during his routine store evaluations. Customers often seem confused about product prices and promotions. They frequently ask staff for price clarifications, indicating that the current signage and labeling were not as effective as possible. Realizing the need for improvement, Carlos embarked on a project to overhaul the signage and labeling across his stores. He introduced larger, more visible price tags with clearer fonts. For promotional items, he implemented bright, eye-catching signs that succinctly explained the offer. In addition, he made sure that these promotional signs were placed directly next to the relevant products, making it easier for customers to understand the promotion. Carlos also paid particular attention to the design of the signs. He ensured they were consistent with the store's branding, using the same color scheme and logo, improving visibility and strengthening brand recognition. The impact of these changes was immediate. Customer queries about prices and promotions reduced significantly, and the stores saw an uptick in the sale of promotional items. The staff also reported that the new signage made their jobs easier, as they spent less time answering basic questions and more time assisting customers with other needs. Carlos's initiative illustrates the importance of clear and effective signage and labeling in convenience stores. Good signage does more than inform, it enhances the overall shopping experience, aids in sales promotion, and can even improve the efficiency of store operations. For multi-unit managers, regularly assessing the effectiveness of signage and labels in their stores is crucial. It's about ensuring that customers can navigate the store effortlessly and find all the information they need at a glance. This approach requires attention to detail and a keen understanding of customer behavior, which is vital to creating a customer-friendly shopping environment. 5. Aesthetic Appeal Consider the overall aesthetic of your stores. Are they inviting? Do they reflect your brand's image? A visually appealing store can significantly enhance the customer experience. The aesthetic appeal of a store goes beyond mere looks. It's about creating an inviting atmosphere that resonates with your brand's identity and enhances the customer experience. For multi-unit managers in the convenience store industry, paying close attention to their store's visual and atmospheric elements can make a substantial difference in attracting and retaining customers. Take the case of Linda, a multi-unit manager responsible for several aging convenience stores in a competitive urban market. Despite offering a similar range of products as her competitors, she observed that her stores were not performing as well. Upon closer inspection, she realized that the store's aesthetic appeal was lacking, the lighting was dim, the color scheme was outdated, and the overall ambience did not align with the fresh and modern image that the brand was trying to project. Linda embarked on a project to revamp the stores, focusing on enhancing their visual appeal. She started by improving the lighting, opting for brighter, energy-efficient LED lights that made the stores look more welcoming and made the products more attractive. She then updated the color scheme and decor to reflect a more contemporary look, aligning with the brand's image. In addition, Linda introduced elements like potted plants and artwork from local artists, which livened up the space and connected the stores with the local community. She also paid attention to the sensory experience, ensuring that the stores always smelled fresh and clean and that the background music was upbeat and pleasant. The transformation was remarkable. Customers began to take notice, there was an increase in foot traffic, and the feedback was overwhelmingly positive. 
The stores became places where customers enjoyed shopping rather than just stopping by out of necessity. Linda's experience underscores the importance of aesthetic appeal in convenience store settings. It's not just about creating a space that looks good, but about forging an environment that customers feel good in. This approach requires a holistic view of the store's design and ambience, considering factors like lighting, color schemes, cleanliness, and sensory experiences. For multi-unit managers, regularly assessing and updating the aesthetic appeal of their stores can lead to a more enjoyable shopping experience for customers, ultimately contributing to increased loyalty in sales. It's about crafting a space that not only meets customers' functional needs, but also appeals to their senses and emotions. Developing an action plan. 1. Set clear objectives. What do you want to achieve with your visual merchandising? Higher sales of specific products. Better customer flow. Clear objectives will guide your strategy. Developing a clear and focused action plan for visual merchandising begins with setting specific, measurable objectives. For convenience store multi-unit managers, understanding what they aim to achieve through their visual merchandising strategies is crucial. Whether it's increasing sales of particular products, enhancing the overall customer shopping experience, or optimizing customer traffic flow, having clear goals will dictate the course of action and how success is measured. An illustrative example of this is the experience of Brian, a district manager overseeing a chain of convenience stores. Brian noticed that while the overall sales were steady, certain high-margin products were not selling as expected. He decided that a critical objective of his visual merchandising overhaul would be to increase the sales of these specific items. Brian first conducted a detailed analysis of the current store layouts and product placements to achieve this. He realized that these high-margin products were not prominently displayed and were often overlooked by customers. His action plan included relocating these products to more visible areas, like eye-level shelves and near the checkout counters. He also decided to enhance their appeal through better lighting and attractive signage. Brian also set clear targets for the sales increase he expected to see from these changes. He communicated these targets to his store managers and worked with them to implement the new merchandising strategies. Each store was then closely monitored to track the impact of the changes on sales. Over the next few months, Brian's stores saw a significant uptick in the sales of the targeted products. The success of this initiative was a direct result of having a clear objective that guided the visual merchandising efforts. Brian's experience demonstrates the importance of setting clear objectives and developing an effective action plan for visual merchandising. For multi-unit managers, this approach ensures that efforts are focused and aligned with the overall business goals. It also provides a benchmark against which to measure the effectiveness of the visual merchandising strategies implemented. 2. Staff Training Ensure your staff understands the importance of visual merchandising. Train them on product placement, restocking, and maintaining an attractive store appearance. Staff training is integral to any action plan for improving visual merchandising in convenience stores. Ensuring every team member understands the significance of product placement, restocking practices, and maintaining an attractive store appearance is crucial for consistently implementing any merchandising strategy. Consider the approach taken by Angela, a multi-unit manager responsible for a network of convenience stores in a bustling city area. Angela recognized that while she could develop the most sophisticated merchandising strategies, their success heavily relied on her staff's ability to execute them effectively on the shop floor. To address this, Angela organized training workshops for her store staff. These workshops were designed to educate employees about the fundamentals of visual merchandising. 
They covered topics like the importance of product placement, the psychology behind customer purchasing decisions, and techniques for effective restocking to maintain shelf appeal. One segment of the training was particularly impactful. It involved a hands-on exercise where staff members were asked to reorganize products on a mock shelf. They had to consider factors such as product visibility, accessibility, and attractiveness. This exercise was eye-opening for many employees who hadn't previously considered the impact of their daily shelving choices on sales. Following the training, Angela initiated a merchandising champion program in each store, where one staff member oversaw the visual merchandising efforts. These champions became the go-to people to ensure that the store's appearance met the newly established standards. The results were evident in a few months. Stores looked more appealing and organized, and I noticed an improvement in sales, particularly for items strategically placed based on the training guidelines. Angela's story underscores the importance of staff training and executing a successful visual merchandising strategy. For multi-unit managers, investing in staff training ensures that every team member is aligned with the company's merchandising objectives and equipped with the skills to maintain an effective store presentation. It's crucial in transforming a plan from paper to practice, ensuring consistent and successful implementation across all store locations. 3. Implement changes gradually. Start with one store or a single section. This allows you to test what works and what doesn't without overwhelming your team or your customers. Implementing changes gradually is a strategic approach in visual merchandising, particularly for multi-unit convenience store managers. This method allows for testing new ideas on a smaller scale before rolling them out across all stores, reducing risk and enabling fine-tuning based on real-world feedback. Take the example of Simon, a multi-unit manager overseeing a convenience store chain. Simon wanted to revamp the store's visual merchandising to boost sales and improve the customer experience. Aware of the complexities involved in rolling out changes across multiple stores, he gradually implemented his new strategies. Simon chose one store in a high-traffic area as his pilot location. He and his team focused on redesigning the store's layout, improving signage, and optimizing product placement. This pilot store served as a testing ground for new ideas. For instance, they experimented with creating weekly thematic displays, highlighting different products each time. This gradual implementation allowed Simon and his team to monitor customer reactions and sales data closely without disrupting the entire chain. They quickly learned what worked and what didn't. For example, they found that thematic displays near the entrance significantly increased sales of featured products, but overly complex displays confused customers. Emboldened by the success at the pilot store, Simon began to implement the successful strategies in other locations, adjusting them as needed to fit the specific context of each store. By the time the new merchandising strategies were rolled out chain-wide, they had been thoroughly tested and refined. Simon's experience highlights the benefits of implementing changes gradually. This approach offers multi-unit managers a way to innovate while managing risk. It provides valuable insights that can be used to refine strategy, ensuring that when changes are implemented across all stores, they are well-informed and more likely to be successful. This gradual approach also helps get buy-in from staff, who can see the positive results from the pilot store and understand the rationale behind the changes. It's a methodical way to enhance visual merchandising efforts, ensuring that each step is purposeful and effective. 4. Leverage technology. Consider using software for planogram designs and inventory management to optimize product placement. 
Leveraging technology in the form of advanced software tools can play a pivotal role in enhancing product placement and inventory management for convenience store chains. By integrating technology into the visual merchandising strategy, multi-unit managers can achieve a more efficient, data-driven approach to product display and stock control. An illustrative example of this comes from the experience of Rachel, who oversees a regional chain of convenience stores. Rachel faced challenges maintaining optimal stock levels and ensuring product placement aligned with consumer buying patterns. To tackle these issues, she turned to technology, specifically software designed for planogram creation and inventory management. Rachel started by implementing a planogram software in a few select stores. This tool allowed her to digitally design and visualize the store layout, including shelf space and product arrangement. Using the software, Rachel could experiment with different configurations to determine the most effective product placement strategies without physically rearranging products in the store. Simultaneously, she introduced an inventory management system that synced with the store's PAW systems. This integration provided real-time data on stock levels, sales trends, and popular items. The technology enabled Rachel to optimize inventory by identifying which products needed to be restocked more frequently and which could be reduced to minimize excess stock. One notable success story from these initiatives was optimizing beverage placement ahead of the summer season. Using insights from the planogram software and sales data, Rachel adjusted the beverage section, giving prominence to high-demand cold drinks and strategically placing complementary products like ice and cups nearby. The results were compelling. The stores equipped with these technological tools saw a notable increase in sales in the beverage category. Furthermore, restocking efficiency improved, leading to fewer overstocking or stockouts. Rachel's experience demonstrates the substantial benefits of integrating technology into the visual merchandising and inventory management processes. For multi-unit managers, these tools offer a way to base decisions on complex data, visualize changes before implementing them, and ultimately create store layouts that are both aesthetically pleasing and conducive to sales. In today's technology-driven retail environment, embracing such tools can give convenience store chains a competitive edge, allowing them to respond more quickly to market trends and customer preferences while maintaining optimal stock levels. 5. Gather Feedback Get feedback from customers and staff. What are they noticing? What do they find helpful or confusing? Gathering feedback is a crucial step in any action plan, especially in the context of convenience store operations. Customer and staff feedback provides invaluable insights that can guide future improvements and adjustments in visual merchandising and overall store management. Consider the approach taken by Kevin, a district manager for a chain of convenience stores. Kevin had recently overseen a series of changes in store layouts and product placements based on a new visual merchandising strategy. While the initial results seemed optimistic, he understood the importance of gathering direct feedback to gauge the impact of these changes. Kevin organized a feedback initiative that included customer surveys and staff input sessions. For customers, he introduced a simple feedback form at the checkout counters and also sent out a survey via the store's email newsletter. The survey asked customers about their shopping experience, explicitly querying about the ease of finding products, displays attractiveness, and overall satisfaction with the store layout. Simultaneously, Kevin held meetings with store staff, encouraging them to share their observations and the feedback they received from customers firsthand. The staff provided valuable insights into customer behaviors and preferences, noting which areas of the store attracted the most traffic and which displays were most effective. 
One critical feedback emerged consistently. Customers appreciated the new thematic displays that grouped seasonal or promotional items. However, some also mentioned that the new layout made certain essential items harder to find. Staff feedback echoed this, noting increased customer queries about the location of these essentials. Armed with this feedback, Kevin could fine-tune the visual merchandising strategy. While maintaining the popular thematic displays, he made adjustments to ensure that essential items were easily accessible. This balanced approach increased customer satisfaction in sales, as evidenced by follow-up surveys and sales data. Kevin's experience underscores the value of actively seeking and incorporating feedback in developing and refining store strategies. For multi-unit managers, this process is vital in understanding the impact of changes made in identifying areas for further improvement. Feedback from customers and frontline staff offers a direct line to the store's strengths and areas where adjustments are needed. It's a key component in ensuring that store changes lead to positive customer experience and business performance outcomes. Closing thoughts and conclusion. Effective product placement and visual merchandising are not static. They require ongoing attention and adaptation. Stay informed about trends, be open to experimenting, and always keep the customer experience at the forefront of your strategies. Oh, and before I go, here are some questions for you to consider. 1. How often do you currently review and adjust your visual merchandising strategy? 2. What tools or resources can you leverage to understand customer behavior within your stores better? 3. How can you involve your store teams in improving product placement and store aesthetics? 4. What metrics will you use to measure the success of your visual merchandising changes? Remember how your stores look and feel is crucial to how customers perceive and interact with your brand. With thoughtful planning and execution, you can transform your stores into spaces that look great and perform better. Thank you for tuning into another insightful episode of Drive from Sea Store Center. I hope you enjoyed the valuable information. If you find it useful, please share the podcast with anyone who might benefit. Again, I'm Mike Hernandez. Goodbye and see you in the next episode. Drive from Sea Store Center is a sink or swim production.